why that body of yours is absurd. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, a podcast for cover band musicians and bailers to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You know, there are things that we could talk about in, in the zeitgeist around musicians and such, but hey, let's just not. I how about we don't? may need to see the booty. Uh, but apart from that, yes, I agree. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a... Yeah, we can just skip that whole thing. How's it, how are things? You know, not bad, not bad at all. Yeah, it's been a it's been a it's been an interesting week, you know. So I so um I'll just go ahead and give my gigging life update. Please do. Um, here's the news. I have done this weekly live acoustic pub trivia thing at this cider place in Lexington, North Carolina, which is about a you know round trip of about a little more than a mile, a little more more than a, a mile. bit more than a mile. Yeah, I think hour is the word I was looking for. Um, but the pay has been good and the people have been good and I've made a lot of good friends there and a lot of good, um, you know, as much as I can handle the word fans there and, um, they, over the summer, the attendance has not been spectacular. Um, and I've kind of wondered how they've been making ends meet on me because they pay me pretty well for the time that I spend there. And the answer came to me last week, which is that they are now no longer going to keep me there every week. They're going to back me down to once a month. Um, so the answer is they've not been making ends meet on me, um, yeah. which is not a surprise at all. I mean, I look around, look around the room sometimes and there's like two tables, three tables. Um, that's kind of tasty. What was that? Uh, that would be a uh, liquid death buried alive. Mm. Sparkling water. Super nice. Um, so we're going to get through September. They already have me booked through September every week. And then we're going to shift to once a month, which is um, um, fine. Now, at the same time, I did a sales bar crawl a few weeks ago. And I met the manager, the new manager, at a place that I played at a lot in the pre-pandemic era called Pig Pounder. The Pig Pounder, yep. Pig Pounder Pavilion. Um, Triple and P? The, the, yeah, P cubed. And she's... Um, she's neat. She's, 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 she's a good, good, good person. Good contact. I think she was excited to meet me and knew of me from, from back then. She like clearly had heard of me and what we did and all of that. And, um, because before the pandemic, my band was playing there once a month. We were kind of the, I, we weren't the only full band they brought in, but nearly. And, mm -hmm. um, and I was doing the karaoke there, live acoustic karaoke every Friday night. And so she's really excited about that. And we are in fact starting that there this Friday. So I'm on okay. this week, not next week, the following two weeks. And then it's a little confusing what's happening after that. Um, but so I've <laughs> it just happens that I've now traded one weekly thing for another weekly thing, which is great because I wouldn't want to, that'd be too much for me and my family, but one is about right for me. And the karaoke is okay. great because it brings, it brings out a whole different set of regulars. There's some overlap between the two. That's, that's nice. And, uh, and it's a good opportunity to have my, you know, fan worlds collide. So, so I'll be doing karaoke, um, for the first time in a while on Friday. Okay. Yeah. Very good. What you been up to? So, well, um, so I ended up picking up a sub gig on a live band karaoke deal. Uh, and that happened last night. At a venue, the the venue that we've been back and forth about, that's kind of like walking distance from my house, mm -hmm. kind of like this upscale lounge in the uh, in the basement of a hotel. Right, and um, we had had some challenges that now 
are abundantly clear tied to the person who was booking that room. And um, that person no longer does that. And the experience we had last night was chaotic, but enjoyable. Good. You know, I mean, when you're dealing with live band karaoke, you know, there's there's kind of two schools. There are the people who like really do the homework and it's like, it's very regimented and it's like, they are, they play, you play by their rules or you go home. It's, it's, it's a sandbox kind of scenario. And then the, the rest of the, uh, the rest of the groups that do it are kind of more in the realm of, you know, we're, we're kind of making this up as we go and you're making it up as you go. And yep. we're just going to like, we're going to figure this out. So, uh, that's kind of what we did last night. And, uh, Nathan, you know, members only drummer was, uh, was on that gig. So cool. we got to hang out and, uh, play some music. It, it's it is a weird concept where you're going to do three hours of music and like I think I could count the songs that I had played before on like my fingers, right. maybe even like a single hand. Yeah. Uh, the rest of it, you're just kind of like, you know, maybe somebody knows it. Like you got one to two people in the group that have played it before, and the rest of you are just kind of along for the ride. It was very, it was a lot of that. And are you along for the ride? with charts or just sort of your memory of the song? It's a little bit of both. You know, it there there's so many different factors. You know, maybe you know the song, but it, they're playing it in a different key or something like that. You know, for me, I've got that, the Ultimate Guitar uh, Charts app. So, you know, at a moment's notice, you know, you, you tell me the song, I can look it up and find, you know, a pretty solid lead sheet to kind of work with. And uh, if that isn't there and, you know, the, the gig had two guitar players. So if that, you know, if the other guitar player knew the song was kind of like doing that, I would just kind of deedle over it. Just, you know, figure out what key it's in. Just play solo-y, accent-y things. Yeah. You know, uh, for, for me, the the crucial seat in that band is going to be the drummer. Because, yep. you know, if the groove's not right, it's not the song. Yeah. So... Well, well, luckily, we had my drummer. Yeah, who knows, knows what he's and doing? So it was great. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's you know, that's the that that is the ideal scenario, right? And uh, yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. It was uh, it again, it was messy, but in a way that felt kind of you know enjoyable. It mm -hmm. wasn't. We've all been in a situation where it's like this is not working, and I don't like this, and I don't want to do this anymore. This is more like. Uh, it was more like a, um, like a Russian roulette jam session with a bunch of guys, you know, and you know, the crowd was like super into it. Cool. It was fun. Yeah. Like it was, it was all the things that playing live without a net should be. Yeah. And with, with, you know, with good people and bad people and like terrible people yeah. and everything in between. Yep. So. Let's put a pin in that. Something. There's something, there's something terrible people provide in a karaoke show. That's really Indeed. important. So we'll, we'll, let's come back to that. Absolutely. Um, the rest of uh, my energy has been spent kind of chasing down business things that haven't happened yet. Um, we're looking at, I think, five solid dates for, through the end of the year. So nothing crazy. Um, we'll probably pick up maybe one or two uh, or three more, you know, between now and then. And now we're, I mean, we're already booking out into 2023 mm -hmm. and, uh, the first one being, we're trying to figure out uh, a January date for the, uh, 37 main, uh, venue that we played at. And, uh, one of them being a Friday the 13th. And it just seems like Fun. such a, yeah. 
gimme slash on the nose thing that we kind of have to take that date. So I'm waiting to hear back from one or two folks and then we're going to confirm that. And then the promo blitz for that show is going to be bananas. So it's awesome. And that's all I got. Okay. So you had a topic that you wanted to cover. Well, and, uh, let's let's kind of get into it yeah what what are you thinking Uh, well as we were talking um before hitting the big red record button tonight um about the fact that we both have karaoke gigs coming up yep and i don't know how many of our listeners do live karaoke but it's a it's a fun thing it's a fun thing but it has some challenges to it that um uh are i'm not even sure how unique to karaoke, those challenges are, but they, they sort of, they sort of revolve around crowd control. They revolve mm-hmm. around, um, people coming up and having a different picture of what's supposed to happen than what's supposed to happen. Yep. Um, so you want to chat about that. You had, you had some sort of, in, you know, incident might be too strong a word, but something that you, that you, we were saving to talk about <laughs> after yeah, pushing so- the button. Yeah, so when when you're talking about live band karaoke, there are a couple of types of folks. So you've got your ringers. You know, those are the people that do this kind of as their thing yep. or do it as as pros and are just kind of goofing off. And those are fun because you know that you're going to have a solid person to rely on. Yeah. Um, you know, last night in in that case, my wife showed up. Um nice. and came up and did a couple of tunes uh and and she was like it was kind of fun to not be working but still get to do get get to do some stuff and you know not be on the hook for everything so uh that was fun and then you've got people who uh are kind of timid and this is them kind of coming out of their shell and yeah this this very like cathartic thing and that's really fun yep and then you've got the people who are super confident but don't have any sort of like anything to back up the bravado that they bring and that's its own unique thing. Yes. Um, the other, the other super memorable, uh, moment was a guy who apparently had done like Sinatra with them before, but, uh, asked to do your song by Elton John, which is a song that I play all the time. It's one of my favorites. And, um, he just, he had, he had that song in his heart and he had the metronome in his heart and that metronome, was broken and there was nothing we could do to get him to do the song along with what we were doing. There were multiple times where we tried to like jump a, a bar or half a half a bar to try to like yes. get him on. And yes. the second we did that, he was like a half a bar ahead of right. us. It just it never lined up. And it was by the end it was it was absolute comedy for yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, and he was none the wiser. He 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 was no. I hope he I hope not, he don't mind. I hope, I hope he don't mind. He um, did not mind. No, for sure. Um, yes, I have a I have a regular who comes to my live acoustic trivia stuff. Who's fantastic. He's fantastic. And and what's fantastic about his, him is not his vocal skill. Um, yep. What's fantastic about him is how well he sells it in the face of his lack of vocal skill. I mean, you know, some some of the things he does, he does pretty well, but. Um, but he, he's, he's an amateur in that he doesn't, he doesn't have very big ears, right? I have to keep up with him a lot of the time. And, um, he's got his own notion of how some of his favorite songs go. That's not accurate to how it's ever been recorded. 
Um, but I've learned them his way. And so I, now I I'm play loving, them. I'm loving the way that you were presenting. Yeah. This, yeah. This. Yeah. No, and, and, but, but, and, and I'm, and I'm being careful about this, not to say like he sucks. Cause he, 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 what happens is, and this is the pin I wanted to put in. See what earlier. happened was, what had happened was he comes up and he does foot loose mm-hmm. and it's, and it's by Kenneth Loggins, Kenneth Adam Johnson Loggins. Yes. And he, I don't know if you knew those were his middle names. No, I didn't, yeah. but thank you for telling me. Sure, you. sure. Anyway, he does that and it, and it's on one hand, the performance is amateur on the, on the very amateur end of amateur, but he's loving doing it. And he's, there's like yeah. so much love around it, so much joy around it. And what it does to the whole room is it lowers the bar. Cause there's a lot of pressure around karaoke. Oh, I don't sing. I would never do that. Right. Yeah. He like. It, it, that disappears when he performs like, oh, that guy did it. Oh, you know, whatever. I can, I can take a swing. Um, yeah. and he's so joyful doing it and he's mm-hmm. so confident and so at home with himself doing it that like, you can't help loving, loving the dude. And, um, and it's great. It's great. Uh, he does, oh, there are a bunch of, there are a bunch of ones that he are like his and my tunes. Um, um, yeah, he, yeah. Love the guy, and he's not great, but he's he, what he what he does to a room full of people when karaoke's happening is really valuable, really useful because it yeah it makes the room be willing to to try. Yeah, and that that is a that is a thing that that is a a a a, a value add for sure for sure for 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 those kinds of things yeah. and just by kind of like you were saying softening the room yeah. 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 And he, and he, like, he knows he's not great. He knows he's just there having fun, but like, he's not embarrassed to get up and just wail, which yeah. is like so endearing. It's part of, part of what I love about the dude. Like he's just, he's going to try stuff. And sometimes he'll, he'll, he'll sign up for a song and he'll come on and be like, oh, I don't know, man, I, this one might be beyond me. I'm like, well, buddy, the last three were beyond. Yeah. I don't know why you would think <laughs> this would be, any, but, but, but let's go, let's try. I don't know. And then, you know, um, and then he's like delighted at having tried it. And it's just, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to be around him. And, and, um, and the room is like very relaxed about what it takes to perform in his space. It's really great. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Um, and then I have some regulars who are super good, like really great performers and really great singers. And we have a ton of fun. They come up and I harmonize with them and it's just great. Um, I have uh, one who always does me and Bobby McGee. Um, I have one who always does uh, everything in my set list that is Fleetwood Mac. So like we'll do half a rumors together over the course of the night. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really cool thing to have regulars who come and have kind of their songs and they all stay off each other's songs. There's like a politeness about like, you know, one person's not going to do me and Bobby McGee cause that's, that belongs to somebody else. Yeah. Um, it's fun. Well, and it, that is, you know, what you have is you've actually got this like ecosystem that has yeah. kind of sprung up around. Yeah. There's it. a community. There really is. And it, and in, in, in that you, you now have like people kind of have their own roles and you as a, uh, as the kind of ring leader of, of that is that you are kind of having to navigate the, there, there's a there's a couple of things you're you're kind of navigating the uh, interpersonal components there's some competition components there's some 
crowd control and more importantly, kind of tone setting components yes. also. Yes. And I think that's kind of where we're heading. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, tell us about the other, other kind. But before, before I do, I will, you just mentioned mm. competition. Um, my, my, the app that I built during the pandemic when I was despairing of ever doing this again and really didn't want people pawing <laughs> through my books or handling my pens to sign up or anything. I made the whole thing touchless. So it all happens on phones and stuff. Yeah. Um, and one thing you can do is add a tip to a request to jump to the top of the line. Mm -hmm. And so I have had people do a song. And then when I look, one of my regulars has requested the same song with a tip. So they're like, they've jumped to the top of the line. They've added money. They're going to challenge like, I'm going to show you my fastball. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of fun. We, we, we have done some nights where people were like, oh yeah, well, <laughs> you thought that was how hallelujah went. Let me show you. Well, and that's, that's another interesting component. Cause you're like, you know, the people who, who know the system are then, you know, playing the game, For sure. you know, and, and yeah, the, 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 it, the game is afoot yeah. at that point. Yeah. 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 Well, so, so then to, to but then to get back to the, where you were yes, pointing sorry, me, we were all no, over the place. there is this, um, it is a high, uh, public contact phenomenon hosting yes very public. hosting music trivia it's it's your front facing yeah front facing and very much in contact with a drunken um and sometimes Populous. entitled yeah yeah community so i actually wrote a list of rules and it's just three rules um would you like me to read you my rules i would love to hear those okay, rules. there are Tell three me. the first one is pick songs from the list that's a good, right. that's a good And rule. here's the copy under that rule. There are lots and lots of really great songs in the songbook, and it's literally all the songs I know well enough to play for you. <laughs> I invite requests, but I usually can't do them the same night because I have to go learn them. Go to, and as a link to the part of the app to go submit requests. Yeah. So that's rule one, pick songs from the list. Rule two, don't pressure others to sing. Yep consensual yeah, karaoke only even if your friends are really good singer and they totally should even if you're even if it's your kid and it would be so cute this show only works when people choose freely to participate and sign up on their own because they want to pressuring others including your children to perform is extremely uncool so please don't do it i can't tell you the number of times i've had women and it is always women come up and have like this whole thing about my kid needs to sing and be so, and the kid's like mortified and doesn't want to, and isn't interested and like would rather die. And the mom's like, Oh, come on, honey. It's a whole thing. And, and it's never, all it has ever done is put a crater in the energy of the night. Yeah. That kid has never turned out a great performance. Not once. And it's been, it's happened a bunch of times. So I wrote a thing there about how don't pressure your kids. I, you know, frankly, listen, you know, that's what my mother did to me, and now I'm a performing monkey, and I can't be anything else. So you want better for your children, frankly. That's how that, that's how that is. Yeah. Uh, and then three, last one. Respect the show and the flow. As a participant, you have everything to do with the night being fun and successful for everyone. When you're on the list to sing, stay alert for me to call your name. When you're the singer, put on an awesome performance. At all other times, be a great audience member. In other words, support the performers and help the show flow smoothly. Don't grandstand, steal attention from the person performing, or stall out the show. Okay. So those are the three rules that I wrote. I don't know that anyone has ever read them. 
they were in the book back when I had a physical book and, right. um, it is, it is, uh, an option in the app that I wrote to show them or not. And sometimes I have, and sometimes I haven't. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, basically those are, those are the three things I ask from an audience to pick songs from the list. Don't like, Hey, can you do something some random thing? Like I got 500 songs on the list. Just look there for something. Yeah. Don't be a jerk about other people having to sing or sign. I, I signed up. I signed somebody else up. Like there've been times I've called somebody and they weren't the one who signed up, but their friend did. Cause like, they're going to talk yeah. them into it. They're not going to come up. If they are, they're not going to be happy either way. It's like five minutes of freaking negotiation. In the middle of, yeah. Like this, the show's dead at that point. Um, and then like be part of having the show flow, be having part of there be energy and having things move forward and things being great for everybody. That's really, it's all I ask from a karaoke audience. Um, so yes, th those are the three ways I've seen people really mess things up. And I, I built these rules to make them really bad and wrong people. So you're, you're kind of leaning into a, a category of person though. You know, we were talking about some of the other folks. What would you consider this particular category of person in a karaoke uh, scenario? Entitled drunk people? Fair. Is there, is, there, is there a right answer you're going for? Yeah, no, I think entitled drunk person really sums it up. Yeah, um, yeah. It's got nothing to do with anything else other than uh, their attitudes and um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of how things are going. Uh, so... You know, oddly enough, you know, fresh off of this this gig that we did the other uh, last night, there was a, a person who came up and wanted us to do uh, "It Takes Two huh. by uh, DJ Rob Bass, which is a great song, uh, but it wasn't on the list, and nobody knew it. Mm. And so we sat there for a minute and tried to tried to figure it out. Um, I did as I was trying to like kind of wrap my head around it. I started playing uh, "Bust a Move" by Young MC, and, the, and like I literally like in the middle of like going through riffs, like wait a minute, that's "Bust a Move." Sorry, not, that's I have to get back to that's it. That's not it. Yeah, yeah, no. And so, um, you know, we're trying to figure it out, and he's like talking smack about what how it sounds. Yeah, on the mic, on stage with the guys who are doing a nice thing by. Trying to make this work for him. Yeah. Um, and then he proceeded to tank whatever performance he was trying to do. Yeah. And was just overall just unpleasant to be around. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, By the time he it, got it, there, he'd already soured the room. Like they hated him. Yep. Sure. Yeah. And um, we definitely were not stoked on it either. No. And the last thing you want to do is piss off the band that's backing you up. There's a lot of uh, of footage of of musicians just deciding, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe I don't I don't feel like yeah uh, playing this right for you. No, you know, we didn't necessarily tank it, but like he was not garnering any goodwill for anybody. No, because in those moments, those are those are people who are having trying to have fun at the expense of other people, and that to me is like the over arcing like principle when it comes to live performance and that applies to audience members that applies to the people on stage you are 100 within your right to have fun and have a good time doing what it is you're doing yep your freedom to have a good time 
butts up to the point where you start having that fun at somebody else's expense. And at that point, you have crossed over. You are over the line. You are, you are out of bounds. Yep. And that's not okay. Right. And that kind of um, thing can happen in a lot of different ways. But it feels like, if, for the most part, alcohol is typically involved. Yeah. And, I mean, to the extent that alcohol only makes loud the attitudes that are already there, you know, yeah. put, puts them on loudspeaker. Um, here's a dicey story to tell, but I'm going to tell it. Um, okay. One night pre pandemic at pig pounder on a Friday night, um, yeah. there was a party happening there that, um, and the, the worst, the worst nights I ever had there were when there was a private party Yeah. on that night. Cause they did not pay me, but I was their help. You know, like I was yeah. there to, to entertain their party, but I wasn't seeing right. a cent of what they paid the venue to rent that right. part of the room. Um, would have been totally different if I'd been like able to take part in the transaction. That <laughs> would have been sure. a whole other conversation. I'd have been, yeah. I'd have been there for it, but they treated yeah. me like I was there to entertain their party. And it was, it was, um, it, 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 you know, took something for me to not be yeah, offended by that. Yeah, you're just another staff person to them. Completely, completely, completely. Yeah. So at one of those nights, one of the people at that party was a was our local uh, area's state senator Ooh. who um, I don't like to get into politics on this podcast, but let's just say he was from the other party than what I care for. And oh, that, that one. And it, and, and I don't think this will make whichever, whatever political party you believe in, you believe the other side is full of jerks. Um, yeah. That guy's a full on jerk. I mean, full yeah. on jerk. And, well, and 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 you're seeing that in meat space. It's not. It it has nothing to do with philosophy or you know, you know, pros. It's it's you're seeing this person in real life being a terrible person to the people around him. So I ran across. Uh, yeah, you th there he was that night. In all of the things that I disagree with him about were flooding up for me. There's that. Yeah. But he also literally treated me like you know, you know, there f five of them came up to sing, and he turned to me and said, "Let me use your mic." Now I've got a mic there for them to sing on. Like my don't my mic's my mic. Like, uh, mm -hmm. but but for him it was like no, just give me that. And spoiler alert, they're all your mics. <laughs> that too, that too. <laughs> um, uh, but there was like an attitude about it that that was that was I was I was clearly the help. Yeah. Um, and that fit with the understanding on my part of how he rolls generally. Um, sure. Anyway, I went. I, I was. I was. I was officially mad by the end of that night. Um, it wasn't great, and and it was one of the nights that I left thinking like, how much would I have to get paid to be okay being treated like that? What 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 yeah. you know what what whatever it was that night wasn't enough, and I you know because I clearly wasn't okay. Um, so you know we're headed back headed back into a world where that's the that's the client contact we're dealing with. Um. I do want to say, you know, listen, we're sort of talking about the the downside of it. The upside of it is gorgeous. Yeah, unfortunately, this is uh, you know, we're talking the the realm of negativity. Bias yeah, for sure. Because I could literally, if I went through the rest of my night, so in the course of three hours, that one guy was memorable enough because he was such a dingus, right? But there were easily half a dozen other people that 
I could tell you about that were amazing yeah, and were fun and did fun songs and uh, may not have known how the song was supposed to go, but just was game for it. My, the one that made me the proudest was that there, one of the, um, one of, it's like a, a friend of ours. It's one of my wife's coworkers who's kind of just like a, like a shy dude, kind of super reserved, but he comes to all of, he comes to members only shows all the time. He's awesome. He's like one of my faves. Yeah. And he got up on stage and did a, a he did Jesse's girl, which nice. is a song that we do all the time. Yeah. And so I got to play on stage with this guy who's been such a, like, you know, staunch and dedicated supporter of, Isn't that of great? us. Isn't that great? And just to see him come out of a shell, it was like, it was, it was magic. Yeah. It was like one of the coolest moments. And it's like one of those moments that took like, you know, five years yeah. to happen. Yes. And that time just made it more, you know, important or right. impactful. So right. Right. there were way more of those people. 100%. But, you know, I think there, I, sorry, go ahead. I, well, I think it's just a, at least in my, in, in my case, I feel like it's a product of our environment. Mm. You know, like a lot of the guys, uh, that do the kind of work we do in the, almost everybody in the, uh, the Patreon Slack, we're doing like country club gigs yeah. and these kind of like higher end schmancy pants gigs. Right. And those tend to be the ones full of people who feel like they can treat people however they want to. Right. And it's very similar to that video that I made um, a couple months back where we were kind of talking about the prospect of firing clients and, you know, if how the way that a client talks about how you as the band should be treated is kind of like a red flag of what your night is probably going to be right. like. So right. Right. it's a really, yeah, right. it's, it's, I think not everybody deals with this as much as others do. It's, it, it's got a lot to do with where you are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was a, there was a, I had somebody come up to my, I think I told the story on the Patreon bonus audio a few weeks ago. Um, mm -hmm. I've done the karaoke at another venue a couple of times, but it wasn't, it was like, it's not a big walkthrough place. It won't be the same. Yeah. You know, the pig powder thing has a lot of walkthrough traffic on Friday nights. So there'll be a lot of sort of pickup singers. These were people who came, came for the thing. Um, and I had someone come up to sign up, sing with me. I didn't, I don't know, Sarah it was Sarah was her name, uh, to sing okay. hallelujah, Leonard Cohen. And she walked up and she was this young teenager, probably th 13, 14, something. And yeah. I didn't, you know, here, here she was coming to do the thing. And the minute she opened her mouth and started singing, I immediately recognized her as that little girl with the amazing voice who used to do karaoke with me back before the pandemic and hallelujah was her tune. And she, um, back then had this uncanny voice for a kid of that age, like, uh, uh, sh shouldn't be that good, but she really was. And, and her mom would bring her up. In fact, um, <laughs> the first time she did, like, I was like, oh God, is this another mom going to make the kid do? But she was totally into it. Sarah was all about it and just needed her mom to walk her up, which I'm fine, you know, um, so a few months ago at this, at, at this one karaoke thing, here's Sarah all of a sudden next to me singing hallelujah. And she's, you know, um, suddenly a teenager, which, you know, yeah, that's how time works. I hadn't seen her in a few years. That's how that goes. And she tore hallelujah 
apart. She burned it down. She was amazing. She was amazing. And then did a few other songs with me that night. And I said to her, like, God, you know, I didn't, I didn't even recognize you until you opened your mouth. And it was like, boom, like, I'm so like, I was, just, I was right back there the first time I met you. And, um, you know, so you, you, you end up with these people who have, um, come out of their shell with you some in the karaoke and grown with you some, and then, you know, in this case, see them over time and see them grow as performers. She was suddenly, you know, self-possessed there on stage, not that shy little kid anymore, but like able to kind of stand and deliver. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So, you know, for all of our complaining about the sometimes hard uh, crowd interaction of it, uh, there's plenty of just just delicious, wonderful moments of interacting with people. Um, that's, that's part of doing live karaoke. So I don't want to scare anybody off of it is the point. (laughs) It's it's pretty great. I I think the main point though is, is how in the moment do you choose to deal with difficult people? Yeah. Because this is not, you know, a a musician specific thing. Difficult people exist all in all walks of life. Very true. And when you're, when you're in a scenario where like at the most you might you might be in direct contact with this person for five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, do you let them embarrass themselves and kind of hang them out to dry right. and move on with your life, or right. do you step in? And I think for the most part, you just kind of let it go. Yeah. But there are times when, you know, people cross the line and you have to like, you know, again, you're talking about murdering the energy uh, of a night, but Sometimes for the sake of everybody else's enjoyment, because again, when people are having fun at the expense of others, they're already negatively impacting the room. That's kind of my line. Like if they're, if they're, if they're embarrassing themselves, like fine, enjoy. If they're, you know, if it's aimed at someone else, that's unacceptable. Yep. I'm not going to tolerate that. Very rarely have we had to like, intervene um but we have the added complexity of having a female in the group and um there have been situations where just people have been inappropriate or not cool yeah and you just have to be like okay we're we're not yeah this isn't happening it's enough of that and uh it's it's definitely super uncomfortable and it really puts a damper on things but sometimes you, you got to stand up for your people yeah, and you got to stand up for your, you know, for your, your regulars and your, in your crowd. And you just got to be willing to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. I actually, it was part of the, part of the pricing of this for pig pounder was like, I priced it a little bit of a surcharge over what they normally pay for solo acoustic performances. Mm-hmm. And I, I called it a crowd contact, um, combat pay. There you go. And, uh, and she was like, I get it. It's always fun. Uh, we we had that moment. There was a, we did a gig where it was like a, an HOA and the guy who had booked us was like, we'd love to, uh, to tip you, but it needs to be on the invoice. So try to come up with like a creative, you know, way of putting nice. it as a billable fee. Yeah. So that, you know, it the, the check will get cut accordingly, which that's always kind of fun. So if you have a, uh, a unique way of positioning pricing stuff uh, for your group, email us, coveringconfidential@gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear those. What did you use? Uh, so the, the term that I use on the invoice was an entertainment extraction fee. <laughs> Good. 
That's good. So, because, you know, they were like, you guys did a great job. You put on a great show. We'd like to, you know, reward you for that. So, we charged them extra for the entertainment extraction. Mm, for the we, entertainment, pulled the, the, we pulled the fun out. That's right. That's right. The, the entertainment and, that was um, extracted was worth a certain amount of money. Indeed. I love that. But yeah, you know, in regards to what you were saying, uh, I would sometimes refer to that as the uh, the PETA tax. Hmm. So oh, oh, PITA, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. You you do have to kind of price those things in if you're like. So sometimes you have the luxury of knowing that something is going to be kind of miserable before mm-hmm. you go into it. Yes, and then you kind of price yourself accordingly. That's right. Uh, we we got reached out to by. Uh, an agent that was asking us to do a college fraternity event in Arkansas. And I said, you know, we're based in Atlanta, right? Mm. They go, yeah, what would you charge? And I was like, all right, what, what, what's the cost here? What would it take for me and my band to fly to Arkansas to play an eighties party for a college fraternity yeah. in Arkansas. Yeah, a room of 80 to 100 kids. Right. So um, I told him exactly how yeah. much I would have to make in order to do that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, cool, I'll follow up with the uh, with the client and get back to you. They never got Never it. did, yeah. There are plenty of cover bands in Arkansas, I'm sure, that would just love, uh, love that gig. It. Love that gig. Uh, help yourself, you yeah. know? <laughs> no, enjoy. Really. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that is a fun thing. You know, a, a lot of, um, a lot of chatter in, uh, in, in our inbox and in, in the Slack channel is kind of around this live band karaoke component and kind of the ins and outs of it. And this was a, a, uh prescient topic to kind of cover because i think a lot of folks in our world are kind of dipping their toes into this uh this format and it can be it can be done pretty light you know and in in a band i was in a few years ago we had i think four slots in the show two per set that were um for that, and it was like, put your name in a hat. You actually had to fill in a piece of paper with the song you wanted and your name and put it in a hat, and we'd pull them. It was like made, made a whole thing out of it. And and there were four opportunities for that during the night. And so yeah. it's, it's it's possible to get into it without a ton of, you know, we, we did publish a list of songs, and it, it didn't feel to me very exhaustive, but certainly as we passed it around the room, like <laughs> people looked it up, looked at it and flipped it over. It was on both sides of a sheet of paper and everyone said like, wow, there's a lot of songs. Didn't feel like a lot of songs to me. It felt like, you know, what a band ought to have. Um, yeah. There was one night we did, um, a girl got up and did Brown Eyed Girl and didn't have the first clue how Brown Eyed Girl went. We had to help her through every part of it, including the <laughs> la, 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 la's and like not a wow. hint about Brown Eyed Girl. I love that. Yeah, it was rough. And then she got to the end of it. She's like, can I do another? I was like, nope, you're done. Nope. It, nope. Nope. Wonder and a dunner. Yeah. Bye. And then in the second set, somebody came up and did the weight. Yeah. By the band. 
and the band tore it down. He was phenomenal. He was so good. And then talking to the bar owner later, he was a regular at that bar. And it turns out he had been a finalist on uh, Ed McMahon's Star Search back in the eighties, right? Like a, a decade later, he would have been, uh, uh, you know, on the voice or something and would have won yeah. all of that. But you know, that wasn't a thing back, back in the, you know, eighties and early nineties when he was, he was a, a kid and, but, but he was on TV and he was a finalist and like got to the end of the Star Search season. And, um, yeah. uh, you know, he was amazing. He was amazing. He came into that bar for karaoke every week and it happened that it was in front of a live band this particular time and he did the wait and it was amazing. Amazing. So the point is you never know what you're going to get. Karaoke's like a box of chocolates in that way. And, uh, and it's always interesting. Except, yeah, I mean, it's, it is and it isn't because a box of chocolates, every one you get is a chocolate. It's going to be chocolate. Yeah, that's it's true. It's not like half of them are filled with toothpaste. <laughs> No, no, that's true. That's true. Half of them have like nougat that'll break your teeth though. But yeah, I like a good nougat. All right. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's always full of different things that different people like in different ways. And that's karaoke, boy God. If you say so. I do. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully that was uh, helpful to all of you out there in podcast land. Uh, you know, Dan and I are the mayor is a podcast land for us and. You know, we like to make sure our constituency feels heard and yeah, understood. Yeah, it's true. Uh, doing some other uh, housekeeping stuff. I um, I said a thing on TikTok that made a bunch of people mad, so I made a, a longer video about it that hopefully makes people less mad, but who knows? Yeah. Let, let's just say if you're a fan of the Stratocaster uh, format, you may want to just steer clear of my TikTok. I, I will years. say I experienced it very much as shots fired, but I loved it anyway. So it was it was uh, it was meant to rustle a specific population of people's jimmies, and uh, <laughs> I would say mission accomplished. Very much accomplished. But I feel like uh, some people got uh, caught in the collateral damage, and I, I felt the need to uh defend their honor and Fair my enough. own slightly yeah so check that out on the youtube channel uh going live tomorrow at 8 a.m eastern and i know that because i literally said it uh while we were having this conversation nice any parting words any wisdom any sage knowledge you'd like to bestow upon try karaoke it's fun you should and but there's also that kind of like group of people who are like karaoke they they it's it's like a part of their personality and they take it too seriously yes it's not that's not as bad probably in most places um when i lived in nashville though it was mm. problematic i get that because it was i mean there's an entire like population of people there who moved to nashville to quote unquote make it never made it and like this karaoke night is their their whole world and um if you step on it or you you know besmirch their whatever situation like you know it's it's a it's a whole it's a whole problem so uh i'm glad i'm glad i don't deal with that anymore so yeah. uh well in a few weeks we'll see if i have big complaints about it we'll find yeah. out yeah time will tell well folks thanks for tuning in uh, appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, we could really use some reviews on some podcast platforms. We've mm. been 
sitting at just under 50 uh, on Apple Podcasts. And uh, I know that we could hit 50. It wouldn't take very much. So if you haven't written a review and you have the means to do so, please do. Um, it's just a nice round number. I love round numbers. Speaking of round numbers, we hit th- we hit that target. We, we talk about 30, uh, 30 patrons uh, by the end of October. We did it. We hit it yep. last week. So I don't know. I, I'm not trying to like numbers only matter because people matter. Yeah. Which is a, which is a very, you know, yeah, no, anything to say. It's a way of counting but, people. That's, it's a way of counting impact. Yeah. And, um, we've, we've gotten a bunch of new folks in the, uh, in the group and conversation has been lively. So, uh, appreciate each and every one of you guys and, uh, yeah, hope your gigs go well and all of the things. And just like every week, uh, Sammy Hagar's best friend, Adam from the van band will tell you all of the other ways that you can support us. So for now, I will bid you adieu. In Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Wright. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of September 23rd, 2022. Have a great week. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M BAND. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit coverbandconfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Coverband Confidential. Always be performing! Always be performing!